I'm excited about how technology is uh, being democratized, how it's plunging in cost. One of our missions is to positively impact one billion people. The relevance of a new technology to solving problems that affect like a billion people. All great stuff happens because someone inspires someone else to do something. The next wave of innovation is going to be eroding the territory. future hackers welcome back to another episode of exponential africa where on today's episode we are chatting to Pablos holman who is an inventor a disruptor a hacker and an all-round genius Pablos has worked on some amazing products including being involved in creating the first 3d printer called the makerbot as well as working on nuclear projects and other mosquito killing lasers that are just quite out there take a listen to this episode and i hope you enjoy None of this would be possible without the incredible support of our partners. Our main collaboration partner is the Development Bank of Southern Africa, who is also our first Singularity U South Africa country partner. The DBSA has a massive focus on how to bring prosperity to all South Africans through infrastructure development, communications, technology, water and energy, and have some incredible projects you'll be hearing about in a few months. Our global partner Deloitte is also a country partner with us, and we have been building an amazing relationship with Deloitte over the last three years. Working with their team has really shown us how Deloitte really does live up to their mantra of delivering impact into Africa and helping their clients transform and be ready for the future. Next is our strategic partner, who is also a country partner and has been on this journey with us for the last three years, MTN. MTN is Africa's largest mobile network and is leading the way in communications, bringing data and communication to millions of South Africans and Africans. Welcome back to Exponential Africa. We are very lucky to be with Pablos Holman today, who is an inventor, disruptor, helped set up the Blue Origin, which is uh, Jeff Bezos' space company as well as advised on the MakerBot and how to create this new type of 3D printer that came out a few years ago. Pablos, thanks for being on the show. Oh yeah, my pleasure. So, I mean, you've had an incredible career. Just, you know, you seem very young to already have done <laughs> what you've done. Well, uh, I think I just always worked on whatever I thought was really the coolest and interesting project I could get my hands on, so. And I mean, did, how did you start <laughs> off? As a, you started off as a hacker. Yeah, computer hacking my whole childhood was you know, uh, grow, I grew up in Alaska, so we didn't have much to do. And I got a computer when I was a kid, so I learned a lot about it, and still doing that. And what does it mean to be a hacker? Like, what, what, did, what did you hack? Well, I think a lot of it is a mindset. You know, when, when you have a computer, it's kind of this, um, this tool that lights up your imagination. You know, you can sort of imagine being able to do things with it. And, with a computer, you know, you can code, so you can try to make it do whatever you want. And a lot of how I learned was by breaking apart other people's code and other people's computers. To have your type of mindset is not, you know, it's not everybody has these types of ideas. Uh, what are some of the things you've worked on that, are, that just stand out for you? Sure, um, you know, in early, like in the, in the 90s, I was trying to do cryptocurrency. <laughs> because we saw that as a way to make it possible for you know, people to have a kind of 
freedom on the internet, if you could transact and pay people without governments getting in the way, then that's a way to um, make the world better for everyone. Yeah. And um, it took us a while to make it work, but now you can see it working. Um, and then, you know, after that, I worked on um, artificial intelligence for the stock market, which this is like 2000. So in those days, that was 0% of what was going on in the stock market. Now it's like 75% of trading is computers. Wow. Um, and then I tried to help build, um, we had this project to make, to miniaturize a PC and fit it in your pocket, um, which you know was a little too early. In uh, 2003, we shipped that, and um, but the, a lot of that miniaturization is what makes smartphones possible now. Yeah, uh, didn't you do stuff with nuclear? Uh, you were trying to re. re yeah, so at the Intellectual Ventures Lab, which is where I've been working the last 12 years, um, one of the things that we invented was a new type of reactor that's powered by nuclear waste. And so instead of um, you know, having to mine uranium and enrich it and all the problems that exist with today's reactors, we can actually take the waste left over from making bombs and making reactors and actually use that to power the entire planet if we build these reactors. Amazing. So, well, what happened with that project? That's called TerraPower. And we spun that company out uh, maybe uh, years ago, um, Bill Gates is chairman of the company. They're trying to develop that reactor technology now. It's just not like making iPhone apps. You have to put a lot more time into it to, okay. build, to, yeah. to build a nuclear reactor. Not that simple. Yeah, but, yeah. They, but they're, they're advancing a lot. And um, you know, what people don't realize is today's reactors just you know, were designed before we were born with pencils and slide rules. You know, we can design much better reactors now. And they can be safe. They can be much more efficient. And they could make carbon-free energy for everyone on Earth. Amazing. I mean, yeah. that sounds really exciting. It's a yeah. new form of yeah. taking an old idea of you know, renewable energy and, right. uh, and, and just rethinking right. it. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's really the power that you get from new technology. Every time you get a new, you know, any new scientific discovery, any new chip, sensor, algorithm, you know, every one of those is a chance for us to ask ourselves, you know, does this change anything humans have ever done? Can we do it better? Can we do it faster, cheaper, in a more humane fashion? That's why technology is so exciting, because sometimes the answer is yes. Yeah. Sometimes that new technology lets us reinvent how we do things and make it so much better than what we did the first time. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember also hearing about one of your projects that I thought, I wasn't sure of the use, but I, mean, oh. I, could, I, could, oh. I, I certainly enjoyed it. It was the, the laser mosquitoes. Oh, yeah, we we kind of famous for inventing a machine that can find mosquitoes and shoot them down with laser beams. Um, the, the technology works. Um, it's still a little too expensive to use um, where we want to, like in sub-Saharan Africa, where you have a, a big problem with malaria. And the, and the goal is to figure out how do we eradicate malaria. So that's one of the tools you could use to help some. Now um, with, with computer visioning, you yeah. can actually find out which mosquito has got malaria, yeah, is right. carrying the gene before you zap Exactly, it. yeah, we actually yeah. only shoot the females yeah. <laughs> because, um, because they're the ones that carry malaria. Oh, wow. And so you know, it'd be nice if we could get that cost effective enough to deploy it to combat malaria, but it's gonna take 
It's going to take a lot of new ideas, yeah. you know, but that's a, that's a big problem we're solving. A million lives a year almost are lost to malaria still, wow. and, and we could solve that. And, and I mean, what are you working on now? What are some of the exciting stuff you're doing now? You've got yeah, a I got 3D obsessed. printing company? Yeah, I, I got obsessed with the idea from 3D printing that you could manufacture things on demand. So wire up the 3D printer to the buy now button and wait for somebody to actually buy something before you make it. Get rid of inventory and all the speculative manufacturing. Um, I couldn't do it with 3D printing because they don't make anything anybody wants to buy yet, but I figured out I could do it with apparel. So I made a company that manufactures apparel on demand. And that way- I mean apparel, you mean like, like t-shirts and like, Yeah, and right, shorts. yeah, people's clothes. And that way you can eliminate all the guesswork, guessing what people want to buy, because this is one of the most messed up industries on earth. It's very wasteful. We made 100 billion garments last year, and that's for like, yeah. That's not for 7 billion earthlings, that's for like 1 billion people who buy clothes. And a quarter of that is already in landfills. What is it, what happens to it? People manufacture it, they put it on the shelf, nobody buys it, it gets thrown away. Really? Yeah. What, billions, like billions and billions, billions of dollars a year, wow. yeah. Wow. Like probably hundreds of billions of dollars a year in waste made by this industry Crazy. that no one even wants. So that's just because their business model is messed up. They're reliant on that low cost labor. They have super long product cycles. And so they're guessing months in advance, six, seven, eight, nine months in advance what people actually want to buy. And they're just wrong a lot yeah. of the time. So the the beautiful thing we can do now with e-commerce and with you know these modern uh, you know automated manufacturing technologies is manufacture things on demand at, at the moment when we know somebody wants it they just paid you for it and then you make it and ship it out the next day and so we've been doing that with clothes for six years and now we're and it's working great so now we're going to build a big company. So have you actually got a machine that can build apparel? Yeah, the, the lots of it can be automated. It's an industry that just hasn't adopted any technology since the sewing machine 150 years ago. So we can take... Oh, so it might even be a sewing machine. It yeah, doesn't have to be a 3D printer. It could be an right, yeah. automatic sure, sewing yeah, machine. Sure, yeah, there's lots of different... Yeah, you might not 3D print clothes. There's some, some things you could do in a, in a fashion similar to 3D printing. But even sewing, you know, we just haven't even tried to automate it very well. I mean, very few people have tried to make robotic sewing machines yet. I and mean, that's a fantastic idea. Yeah, thanks. So we wish you the best of luck. Yeah. We, we've run out of time. Okay. Thanks, thanks for uh, joining us on the show. Yeah. I hope you really liked that. And uh, make sure to subscribe for more episodes on Exponential Africa. So that's all we have time for today. I really hope you enjoyed that, learned new ways to disrupt your own thinking. And if you like this episode, make sure to like and subscribe. And always remember, keep smiling.